Welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of, uh, fuck, I had some Brown like coats. Cowboys? Mm. Space cowboys. Okay. Uh, one of those with way too many board games. I'm, uh, Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And today we are going to be talking about Firefly Adventures, and it has the, um, I don't know, the subheading Brigands and Browncoats. I don't know if that makes a bit of a difference. I think that's just a differentiator from all the, uh, from any expansions that exist. Um, this is a podcast where we play games in our collections and then talk about them and sort of decide whether they're any damn good or not, and it's a way to try to get through the games we own. Uh, today is, uh, this, this game is owned by Justin. It was his pick, and he has the box, so we're gonna let, we're going to let him read the back of the box blurb here. Go for it. Firefly Adventures. Brigands and brown coats. Pull off the big score with a crew of the Serenity. Firefly Adventures is a cooperative game for one to five players, working together to thwart local goons and get the job done. Will you use your wits to maneuver your way to success, or will you trusty sidearm open door standing in your way? You can choose to act casual or heroic. Crew members can try to keep it quiet or go in like big damn heroes. Double-sided crew cards let you choose how you're acting. Each side of the card shows different actions that you can take. Equip your crew with guns, gadget, gear, and aim to misbehave. I did not realize that we were big enough to get Clint Eastwood on the show. This is pretty interesting. Or the fucking ghost of John Wayne is in this game, apparently. I'm not entirely... Oh, God, that was so funny. I thought it was just me. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, wow, we really turned it on today. <laughs> I mean, I figured I'd throw in a little uh, a little flavor, uh, since it's kind of a Western-style game. A little? <laughs> <laughs> a little flavor. Oof. Just a touch. We're going to get sued by the John Wayne's estate here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's just some flattery there. <laughs> okay yeah sure all right so uh i'm gonna quickly do the uh, overview here well quickly um i mean this is a game this is a game that is essentially a cooperative adventure through a series of jobs that you want to take and uh and want to try to try to complete to get money to keep yourself uh, up in the air uh, i mean if you've ever i mean if you've never watched firefly some of this might be sort of incomprehensible but i mean in general you can sort of replace any of the names with uh, various you know cowboy because it's basically cowboys in space um so uh the game is a kind of like a co-op skirmish game where you're going to be playing through a series of uh series of missions on a grid of squares and uh so when you start a job you're going to get the job and it's going to tell you what the job is and how much time you have to complete it and all that sort of junk and it's going to give you the layout and where all you're going to put all the little dudes that are going to be in your way uh and then it's it's more or less just going to like let you go at it so everybody picks a character when we played we played with the full five 
five uh five uh crew army going in um uh because this game plays up to up to five people but you know we didn't have five people but we played with the extra anyway because it seems like the game is sort of built around that you can play with fewer number of people but you just sort of end up playing with more guys or you know you can sort of add on more time if you have to there's a few variations that you can sort of do uh but anyway you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna slap down your character uh so you've got uh, i think in the base game you've got kaylee wash mal zoe and jane and they're all uh various levels of ruffian so uh in this game you've got sort of like three different skills you've got uh you've got shooting and fighting which is represented by a gun and you've got uh you've got uh tech tekken tech teching no hacking tech stuff whatever it's a wrench uh it's a wrench and uh some people are better at that than others and and then there you've got talking which is like a little speech bubble and so the character that you pick is going to be more or less inclined to one of these three things like mal gets uh by by default sort of a couple of shooting and fighting and uh and one talking and kaylee's not good at talking or or fighting and so she gets just a whole shitload of wrenches because she's the mechanic in the show and so uh you each character is going to be quite a bit different i think they all share like movement and stuff but everybody is 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 very different in this game when you pick your character you're getting a board and the board has two sides to it the casual side and the heroic side and you're going to start with the casual side which generally is like you know a little bit more laid back less uh, uh outright murder happening on the casual side uh which which kind of plays into how how things go uh, in this skirmish game, you you set everything down. You pick where you're gonna go based on what the mission tells you, and then you're kind of off to the races. Uh, on your turn, you get to take two actions, and each action you take is going to be uh, take a number of moments based on your player card, uh, which is sort of variable depending on who you are. So let's say that you want to move, that might take two moments, and then you get to move three squares. And so you'll do that. You'll you'll take your turn, uh, keeping track of how many moments you've used up, and you'll like move mal a few times and then maybe you'll move them some more and then your turn will be over and the way the moments factor into things is you have this sort of uh i mean if you've ever played red november it's basically the same sort of situation where you've got this tracker running around the uh, outside of the board and what you do is when you spend moments you move your uh your card up on the tracker uh so in this example where i've moved mal a few spaces and i've spent four moments i would move my thing from the stack at the beginning to the number four and the way it works is that whoever is at the very furthest back just gets to take their actions. So you can run into the situation where maybe someone takes a few turns at a time just because they haven't been using up as many moments. Um, And everything is sort of different in the number of moments you take. Um, In the mission we played, enemies didn't start on the map. It didn't start uh, activated, uh, which is sort of how I think in general the, uh, the, the way it's supposed to go is that you sort of wander in all casual. And if you're wandering into these situations all casual, then you have your your certain set of actions, which, like I said before, generally don't involve shooting people. Um, And in this way, you can kind of uh, keep NPCs and the enemies from actually doing things to you. So you can sort of like walk around. You can maybe, depending on the mission, you can go talk to people and try to get intel, uh, you know, use some of the non-heroic actions to hack terminals, open doors, and sort of get the lay of the land. Um, 
In the mission we played, we were trying to get to a central objective, and uh, it did not take long until one of us uh, fucked up a negotiation. Um, and uh, we won't we won't point anyone out here, but it was me. <laughs> um, and and the way that sort of went down is like Mal sort of wandered up to a guy and said, "Hey, I want to talk to you." And what what happens anytime you want to talk to somebody is you can start a, a test, uh, which is like you flip over a card and it says, you know, you can either choose column A or column B to try to do like a skill check or whatever and this is sort of indicative of the way a lot of things go in that you will take the number of dice that is associated with uh, with this check so generally it's one um, and you'll roll it and if you roll a number that is uh, w- with your bonuses so Mal has like one extra talk if you roll a number uh, that is higher than the number present on the card you succeed and you'll be able to do the success action what I did was I rolled a two and plus my one from being Mal and my one from my very fancy hat at the beginning, I had a four, which was much less than the nine I needed. Uh, And so uh, the failure condition was enacted and everyone started getting a little bit testy. Um... Other tests that can be in, that that you can invoke are like the tech tests. So there was a couple times when uh, Justin tried to hack a terminal with Wash and failed miserably at that, but that didn't sort of end up being too bad because nothing bad really happened. Um, the other things that can generally happen with the dice is trying to break open locks, and and then the other things which happen to me a lot is getting shot, getting shot at, uh, shooting, and punching each other, uh, which happened way faster than I had hoped, and that sort of works. In the same way. If you're within brawling range of someone else and you have the ability to brawl, you can just start punching each other. And what you do is you roll a dice, and if your your die roll plus the number of guns that you have available are higher than their die roll plus the number of guns they get, uh, you get to do damage to them. And so so in this way, you're you're sort of moving yourself around the map, trying to maneuver your enemies out of the way, either by moving them using abilities or by putting them in the ground and trying to get to your objective. And it, as far as I understand, every every job that you're going to do is a little bit different, so it's hard for me to say like what might be in store. Uh, because in the first mission, again, there was like special rules where you could try to talk to people, and if, if you succeeded at these negotiation tests, you could actually make them move like five steps in a direction that you want them to go. So you could actually try to get them like away from the doors and then be able to like sneak into the room and you know gather up whatever it is and get out. Um, what actually ends up happening is I think uh, it sounds like what happens in Justin's original playthrough and what happened in our playthrough is you start shooting at each other very, very quickly. Um, and which is fine because like it's an interesting system because once you once once the bullets start flying, you switch the sides of the card from being the casual side to being the heroic side. And that's kind of when uh, enemies start to really notice you. And that's, you know, if they're within line of sight of you, then they start activating and they start doing things. And you can try to maneuver things around so that, uh, you know, they fall off of combat. I don't know, get distracted or, you know, lure them around a building and have Jane slaughter them in a big pile of dead bodies. Um and, and so it's 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 very it's a very interesting game. It's a very complicated game. So I don't really want to like spend the next twenty minutes going over it because it is it is quite a lot. Um, but it's like a lot of these other sort of you know grid based uh, mission based skirmish games where you've got a grid. You're trying to achieve your objective, which is going to be different depending on which job you're doing. There's a whole heap of actions you can do, and you know the really the really standout parts of it for me are that there are um, is the uh, the timeline. So this this thing from that basically is taken from red november it, you know it it allows for 
the uh, use of your actions in a way and sort of this risk reward of being able to do uh, certain things and being able to maybe act more often or just being able to be Zoe and shoot people with a sniper rifle for quite a bit of time and, you know, making sure that it really counts. And, uh, and the other thing is this casual and heroic situation where you can try to finish these missions by not getting into fights but i mean it it i think it generally devolves into fights much like it does in the tv show things usually try to uh you always make a plan and it usually falls apart fairly quickly um i don't know justin is there anything like exceptional that you wanted to point out because there's there's too much in the rules like the rules are kind of there's a lot of them and they're like really fiddly in a lot of ways i don't really want to go over too many of them no a lot of the rules are kind of edge case scenarios or kind of how the AI works if this happens, uh, which uh, does require a bit of a read uh, and a, a test playthrough beforehand, um, because I think we, I did kind of two test playthroughs with John beforehand, and we I, we didn't run into everything that happened. And there's just a few things that are just kind of finicky, uh, but I hope they didn't slow the game too down too much, because I know there were a few times where I'm like, that's an interesting question, and I don't know. Let me check. Um, uh, I guess the, the main thing that uh, the, the way the missions work is that um, because it's the time thing is set up in 10 sort of second or minute increments. Uh, every time you go past, something will happen. And when you encounter the objective, something happens. So each job is semi-random on how it's going to unfold. Um, and also, um, before you go into the mission, your item selection is also going to be random. So you might not want to go in guns a yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm fairly familiar with these kinds of like uh, you know miniature based grid based shooting uh, mission games, and I thought this was kind of interesting, just because of that fact. Like everything seems to be quite dynamic, depending on how your roles go and how you know the negotiations go, and and like you say, when you hit the objective, you you still roll a die, and you can get like a few different results depending on what's happening. And this is only the first, only on even on the first job. Like there's a few ways that things can go down because had I made that first check it might have been a lot different mm-hmm. um, in terms of being able to like push people away from from the door maybe have Adam's character Kaylee sort of like wandering in behind to find in find out what's inside of the crate instead of you know us getting into a big brawl in front of the doorway <laughs> and uh, yeah. Debbie trying to like uh, entice people to go hang out behind the uh, shed while she like drops them into a hole. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, because I know when, like, when I played the same mission, um, there was a safe in the middle of the room, and you had to slowly haul that thing out of there and get it out. And I think the only weapon we had to our name was a single knife. Uh, so we were we were aiming not to get into fisticuffs, um, but that sort of happened for a little bit. But yeah, I think uh, other than that, like, um, this is a fairly standard entry into the whole, um, I don't know, you know, grid-based shoot-em-ups. I think that this is one of the few which is, like, built to be co-op, though. Like, I know Imperial Assault has a co-op version that you can do, which involves, like, the app and stuff. Yeah, th- um, that one only became co-op with the app. Yeah, and, like, every every other one that I can think of 
involves i guess gloomhaven is the other the other big example mm-hmm. um which i mean this is this is no this is no gloomhaven but uh you know if uh if you're into if you're into miniatures and um moving people on the map and if especially if you're into firefly i think this is probably one to 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 check out other than that there's nothing like the the rules in terms of like how you get into combat and how the fighting works and even the tests you know it's it's fairly standard like roll and add up some numbers you know the the equipment is kind of interesting like they have uh, a bunch of different equipment i really like the fact that there's like two sides to everybody there's the casual and the heroic which makes it sort of uh, exciting because there's a lot of times that you don't want to go heroic because that makes everybody sort of notice that you're now strutting around with a firearm um and just the idea that you can maybe pull off some of these missions without uh without you know i don't know leaving a whole pile of dead bodies is kind of fun like yeah see how how far you can get through it before things go terribly terribly wrong kind of like playing through a like a game of hitman you know trying not to murder every poor janitor you run across right yeah so good (laughs) so good yeah i don't mind shooting every janitor i come across i don't know wow (laughs) bloodthirsty look at this just some regular murder hoboing going on this game definitely it definitely lends itself to people who are familiar with firefly people who understand the the understand what happened in the show and so people are you know probably more attached to it than that of course i have seen the show and the movie uh a few times which if you haven't you should it's quite good it's quite entertaining it's uh you know cowboys in space like how how awesome is that um what i the, one of the things that i i i really enjoyed and the think the think the thing that i enjoyed the most about it and i i'm kind of I hope that more games, you know, look towards this sort of thing is the the way that the turn order is done in that Red November style of to perform an action. You need you. It takes you this much time. And so you just move yourself on the tracker and say, okay, well, if I'm at if I'm at five minutes and I'm doing something that's going to take me two minutes, well, okay, I move my guy from five to seven and then go, I then end up on the top of a stack or whatever. And the person who is furthest behind or has taken the least amount of time is the next person to go. And that's, that's one thing that like, I, I don't know. I really like that. And I think that that's a really smart, innovative, different way to go about turn order as opposed to, okay, everybody, you know, we just like pass to the left or pass to the right. It, it makes it dynamic. And I think that that's, I don't know that it's one thing that I've, I just, I, I love that sort of thing and I, I want to see more of it. I think it's great. Yeah. It's something that doesn't come up as much as I think it should. And it, it it's just nice to have a game that throws in something that's just not, you know, kind of your bog standard two actions pass, two actions pass sort of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it lends itself to a little bit of planning and sometimes a little bit of uh, hilarity as you look at all the goons standing around you and realize uh, your turn's not coming up anytime soon. That is a, yeah, that's a painful predicament. As you look around the table asking for help. Yeah, I came into that. I ran into that a couple times where, I mean, I actually at one point in the game actually had to stop and be like, did I miss something? <laughs> because I felt like there was some unfortunate circumstances, I guess, that put it in a position where, I mean, I felt like I didn't do anything for 
quite an extensive period of time, um, which was unfortunate because I did enjoy the game. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's uh, the mechanism of like line of sight and, and kind of the triggers that that causes was quite interesting to me. And I think that makes it a little more um, difficult, a little more exciting maybe. But um, yeah, I, I had a difficult time, I guess, with that, with that variable that, you know, you could end up just sitting and waiting for quite an extensive period of time. Yeah, that's definitely sort of the flip side to this system. For uh, like Jane's turns, though, it was kind of weird. Like I, I noticed that too when because our plan with with Debbie's character Jane was to have her, you know, luring people behind a shed and then bonking them on the head. <laughs> um, and it it worked out not bad because we got in a few bonks until like the way the rules or the way that we interpreted the rules basically made it so like she went and conked this guy in the head, but they didn't know that it was Jane that had conked them on the head, and so they got they got alerted, and then they got uh they they became hostile, and then started like running into the middle of the map to go shoot up Mal, who was on the other side of the map. I was like, <laughs> Debbie's just like, wait, come back, I need to bonk you another time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i literally i think i played i think i had three turns maybe four in that game that's it yeah that amounted to anything it was mostly just like moving around i mean yeah i think that's that yeah that's definitely one of the things that can happen we also did the mission yeah rather quickly uh the other times i'd played it we did uh, yeah we were pretty much down to the wire and no fair enough that oh. might have been because of the uh large amount of armaments we brought in <laughs> Our <laughs> piece was never an was option. Uh, <laughs> lent itself to a bit of a smashing grab. I was very surprised that we chose to spend all the money we did, but I mean, worked. But we made off with a bunch of money, so you know it, yeah. it all works out in the end. Why not? I guess yeah, we, we yeah. kept flying. Yeah. We spent a lot of money on tech gadgets that immediately got wasted with terrible, <laughs> terrible rolls. As, also true. As like, oh man, I just, I don't know. I thought it was really like just, just the mental image of sort of Wash going to wander into a thing, like talks this guy into the corner of the room, starts fiddling around the computer while the guy's in the room and then just like can't get in, just leaves. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? What were you even doing in there? <laughs> like, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Mal's outside of the main uh the main bunker they're just getting punched a whole bunch just getting into fist fights with like three guys it's just a it was it was it was just a calamity of errors you know like there was some there was just a it, it's like those moments in dungeons and dragons right where you you kind of like fail a check and then you're just like well i'm i've gone this far i might as well ride to see how far i can ride this into the dirt and well off you go <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and I think the um, it's it was something I was thinking about too because I think Gloomhaven came into my mind a few times. I would really like to have a game that is you know like uh like this where it's sort of you know mission based, and I really like the world that uh, a lot of the Serenity Firefly stuff lives in. Um, I wish it didn't always have to involve like the characters from the show. I'd really like to be able to come up with like a crew of your own and sort of go through missions and stuff and sort of get them better as you go and uh, like unlock their personalities and stuff as you go rather than like always playing like a bunch of well-known uh well-known characters from from a show you like it seems uh, i don't know it just seems like there's something there that's a bit of a missed opportunity when we come to these things because i did i did i do really like the uh 
you know, the stories that come out from playing these games, uh, playing games, especially like this, where, you know, you, you mess one thing up and then everything goes all to hell. And, you know, I don't, I don't mind, um, the, the, the dice rolling can be a bit of a, you know, um, a calamity sometimes, especially with the way they do it in this game, which is like, if you roll too many ones, you just automatically lose no matter what your check is. But if you roll sixes, you just get to keep rolling more and more dice, which can make your like totals just obscene, which is a lot of fun, right? Like when you roll a six when you need to, and you just keep rolling more and more sixes, it can be a lot of fun. Um, So I think this, this kind of game lends itself to some really like fun moments. And I think it's just a, a bit of a shame that you can't sort of make these things your own. You know, you're always talking about playing as well or Mal or Kaylee or whatever but I mean I guess it's the driver of the show I just I, it was something that popped into my head that I would like I would be all in on something that was more uh, had more progression in it having to do with like people that are that are your own creations as opposed to um, you know characters that already exist yeah I, I was actually having the exact same conversation with my brother yesterday about how like yeah the, the settings is really great but now that the show is canceled, like a long time ago now the like <laughs> the fan base at this point it, it has peaked it's pretty much only going down so it I, like i understand why even like gale force 9 they made this one kind of stopped after two expansions and i don't know if they're planning to make any more um because in a lot of ways there is no more sort of um you know, there's no more show, there's no more content being created besides maybe some comic books that are going on, but those aren't as widely accessible. You know, it's not, it's not how you generate popularity as much. Um, but yeah, it, I, I would love like a game like this kind of set in this universe with more of a, more of a long-term, um, sort of campaign format. That's not necessarily just playing the Firefly RPG. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with some less wonky rules would be great. Well, I mean, for sure. All right, I guess we got our next project. All right, there we go, Tom. Let's let's start working. Pens to paper. Uh, I do <laughs> so you like pretty much how... want Gloomhaven. Yeah, yeah, Gloomhaven yeah. with some better writing and uh, more more stuff. I want Space Cowboy Gloomhaven. Yeah, no, that yeah, sounds yeah, about yeah, that's right. actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, yeah. pretty, pretty okay. sweet. Just. Just making sure that's kind of what I was hearing. I wanted to, <laughs> but I do really um, like. Firm. You know, the only the only difference I think with Gloomhaven is like the you know there is the possibility when you wander into a situation that you don't end up murdering everybody, which is not usually on the table. <laughs> no, in Gloomhaven, <laughs> it's Gloomhaven. just go into a room and kill everybody. Like that's that is the end objective. Yeah, it's there's true. no there's it's no true. peaceful talk in your way out of that one. Um, but I also do like in this one where in Red November, if you fail a dice check with the time system, you know, you just wasted your time. And who knows how much time you just wasted. And then you're just kind of stuck sitting there for a while. Whereas with this one, I, th I find the actions don't take as long. So if you fail an action, it's not as bad. And I enjoy that it can lead to some hilarious just kind of outcomes where everything just goes you know best laid plans of mice and men everything just goes straight to hell because wash tried to walk up to a guard and threatened to break his nose and the guard said no way in hell 
And then all of a sudden, just a brawl starts off in the back corner. Everyone's looking at each other, wondering like, oh shit, do we go help or do we stick on the objective? It's like, I don't know. It's just, there are some hilarious situations that can just pop up because you fail. You don't just fail and then just fail the mission. I mean, I'm not a Firefly person. I've watched, I don't know, a couple episodes that Adam convinced me to watch and I haven't gotten much further than that. And I still enjoyed it. So, you know. For sure. Like, I don't think you have to know what's going on but like it definitely helps to get you bought into the language i think is quite you know very specific to how um like the rpg and and uh, and the show and the other board game is like you know you've got jobs and goons and thugs and you know thrill and heroics yeah jane's dumb hat and stuff and you're just like wondering what the hell's going on but you know if, if, <laughs> if, if you're if you're bought into that stuff it's pretty good right like the little references do do help um but i I don't yeah i guess it's good to know that it's not uh predicated on your understanding the show to uh to be able to enjoy it so that's that's i think that's a mark in its favor Mm -hmm. now i really have nothing left cool right on (laughs) that's so weird like a game that does like there's so many little things going on with this game and yet like it boils down to i don't know grid-based combat with you know talk like i the talking yeah. is kind of the biggest thing about it, but otherwise it's mostly just like, yeah, once yeah. you boil it down, you're like shooting at each other and trying to get to an objective. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. In, in sometimes it can just boil down to be, you know, Imperial Assault in Firefly. You know, it's just squad-based shooting. But mm-hmm. there, are, yeah, there, are, I find there aren't enough games that kind of lend to this kind of sort of squad-based, you know, moving around, grid-based kind of thing like this that allow for an element of, you know, being subversive and, you know, going in kind of semi-stealthy and just trying to, you know, act casual and get the job done without having to, you know, leave a trail of bodies. Um, yeah, it, it just makes it feel a little more like you have a little bit more say on what you're doing. Yeah, and like the jobs, the potential for the jobs to be like allow you to plan before you go in, like that doesn't generally happen in a lot of these. You know, you start in this room and there's eight fire bats and... Like your decision is essentially, do I kill all the fire bats in the room or do I go open the next door and hope that there are no enemies in there, which is generally, generally a bad bet mm-hmm. in a game mm-hmm. where there's enemies behind every door. Uh, so I, I, I think there's a lot that could be, could be made out of a, a out of a, a, a system like this, where you sort of get, you get your objective and you can sort of plan out what you want to do. There's a lot of fun that can be had in there. I mean, even, even in the beginning of this one, I think the, with this job, like the one weird rule was like, if you end up five spaces from somebody else, you just like a, from another crew member, you just become heroic and then everything will just pop off. I think that was a weird, a bit of a, like a, a bit of a weird addition for this, like, like an introductory game, just because I feel like, I don't know, trying to get through it. Like you're, if this is your first shot at it, you're probably going to like go in there and completely fuck it up anyway. (laughs) So like not allowing people to sort of stick together seems like a strange thing to make them do. Um, and I think that that sort of hampered the planning situation a little bit, which I, I I think could be a fun part of the game too. Cause like essentially, you know, we had to spread out throughout the entire map and it was just a matter of like, where should we stick our guys? But because you have to stay out of, sight of all of the enemies first and all this other stuff there's really only like each person had six squares or something to pick from so like the planning element didn't really come to 
come come as full force as I think it could have because I think there could be a lot of fun just like sitting around and trying to come up with a good plan and, and then watching it all go to shit. Like yeah. our our plan was very loose, I think because we knew it was going to go to hell pretty much right away. Um we did bring a lot of firepower. And we brought a lot of guns, that's true. And Jane <laughs> Jane had multiple knives. Uh which we didn't realize was actually completely the way you're supposed to play Jane. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was a weird, I don't know. It was kind of weird in that, in that way. Like I thought that there could have been a fun time planning, but it was like, oh, you know, stay five squares away from each other and, you know, out of sight of the guards. And then it, yeah, just it just seemed kind of kind of strange because I thought there could have been some cool moments like Mal and someone else walking up together and like trying to get them out of the way and then someone else would open the door or something. But it sort of seemed like everybody was forced to stay apart or get into a giant firefight, which I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of what happened anyway. So that's true. Maybe we maybe we needn't have bothered. I mean, sometimes the plan can just be to go in guns blazing. You mentioned that the uh, the the physical game comes with some like cool cool setups, right? Like the oh yeah, I uh, guess yeah, I should mention that is uh, I really like how they like the developers utilized the components in the box, um, and even the box itself. The box itself can be a building in the map, and then within the box, there are a whole bunch of other little cardboard buildings of various sizes that you put on the map. So it allows you to have kind of this more 3D setup. You can kind of, you know, see the building and like it's got just little touches on it that really kind of make it feel more, a little more alive. And I really appreciate that they put things, everything in the box is usable. There's no form-fitted plastic that I end up throwing out so that I condense everything into one box. Like it, there's no wasted space or components in the box. Everything is usable. Everything either creates, helps create the map or, uh, you know, you can even like stack buildings because they have stuff on the bottom. So you could have like a two-story building that you have to break into. And uh, there's just a lot of potential for ideas with uh, everything in the box. And even the uh, the little figures um, are, there's everyone gets two because they have their kind of casual, you know, sauntering around uh, one. And then the heroic ones where everyone's, you know, breaking out a gun or running looking looking all heroic like so it's a it's a good use of the components that's cool wish i had that i don't know why i'm a complete sucker for these things oh yes yeah, so uh i mean <laughs> yeah in terms of uh you know going into reviews here uh given that i am a firefly a firefly fan and a sucker for you know grid-based miniature games where you know you have cool little buildings and get to shoot people i really like this game i thought it was cool um if i had it i would definitely keep it i wouldn't get rid of it i don't know like i don't know if this offers enough that i would go out and buy it necessarily because i do think that like uh, until my kids fucking get older, I'm not going to be like trying to get them to rob a bank or whatever the hell you're going to end up doing in here. So some good life skills. Yeah, and I'll, I'll probably have Imperial Assault for that anyway in in the in the interim. But uh, you know, I, I'm a complete sucker for this stuff. Like if it was on sale or offered to me, I'd definitely take it. I'd definitely add it in because I think it would help round out my uh, already like stupid collection of Firefly paraphernalia. Um, as a game, it's pretty good. Um, it wasn't like super duper long. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of these sorts of games, you know, you can, 
easily run up into two, three hours sometimes. And this one was like hour and a half to two, which is, you know, not terrible. Um, you know, the rules are kind of janky sometimes, but sometimes you get that with these sort of games. I really like the casual heroic thing and the ability to sort of maybe get through a game without actually killing anybody. But I mean, the, you know, that's when that all goes to shit, that's what the dice are for and what the guns are for. And that's a lot of fun too. Um, just, just all around a, a good time, you know? Um, I, I think it can, you know, these kinds of games lend themselves really well to having a good time, making some memories and having a good story to, to tell afterwards. Um, yeah, only thing I could say is, uh, you know, I'm if you're on the roadmap for making a game that's Space Cowboys, but like more, you know, more broad, more more campaign like, more Gloomhaven-y, you know, let me know and I'll uh, I'll check out your <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, Justin, hey, uh, this is a game that I actually own, uh, and I'm not looking to uh, throw it away at at all. Um, I have one expansion and I'm already planning to get the second one. Um, is I, I I like little kind of quick uh, skirmishy miniature games like this. Um, is one of the things with something like Gloomhaven is you kind of have to find you know one to three other people and ask if they have the next fifty weekends free. Um, <laughs> where <laughs> as this, uh, you can just play it as a one-off or it does have like a little mini campaign mode where you do sort of three missions in a row. And, you know, you can knock that off in a couple weeks, uh, with the same crew and, uh, just have a little bit of fun, kind of put yourself in the world, you know, try out some thrilling heroics, make a bunch of plans and, you know, maybe, maybe it'll actually work this time. Uh, and I, I like that. Um, you know, the rules and stuff could be a little smoother. Um, but with any game that you kind of run into a lot of edge cases or complexity, that just kind of happens. Uh, there's no real way of getting around that. And, but you know, that kind of gets easier the more you play it. Um, so yeah, it's, if, if you like that type of game, I, I think this is a, an easy, an easy recommendation. Um, it has a fair, it has a fair amount of jobs uh, initially. Um, and with the expansions, you get more. And there are also a lot of fan-made ones and um, sort of other ones that kind of they uh, created as a print and play um, that you can just get from their website or from you know the internet. So there, there's a lot of um, potential for replayability. Uh, it's not just going to be one or two games and then get bored of it. And uh, yeah, I like it. I just, I just really like it. It's uh, one I'm going to hold on to. How about you, Debbie? So I am on a five-point scale. Um, this for me, I give this a four out of five. It's a solid, you know, if you get the opportunity to play it, uh, do it. It's an enjoyable game. I don't know that it necessarily does anything for me, um, that makes it exceptional. Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to take Gloomhaven any day of the week, unfortunately. Um, but it, I mean, it does it, it does the same concept, um, better than, you know, other games. There's a lot of um, other crawlers that, I mean, I would just prefer not to play. Um, and this one's enjoyable. So, um, I, I, you know, I definitely, it's kind of a, it's a huge thumbs up for anybody that's really into that whole Firefly um, franchise. Um, it is a lot of fun. It does have a little, you know, a few differences here and there in how it plays out, which is, you know, helpful. So, yeah, I it's a solid four to five for me. Yeah. Um, Adam, how about you? Uh, yeah, this, like, the game is good. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice squad-based 
grid-based shoot 'em up kind of thing. I like that the I like that there are that there is an option to get through the through the missions potentially without violence. Um, I mean, we didn't see it, but that, that's beside the point. Um, the, this game, I, I, like, well, uh, well, you can absolutely get into it and play it and have a, a great enjoyment of it if you are not a huge Firefly fan. I think that being a fan or at least having some sort of background within the within the show itself definitely helps get into it. Like Tom said, there's a lot of buzzwords that are used within the, uh, there's a lot of buzzwords that are used within the, within the game that are, that come straight out of the show. Um, it's for me, it, it, like it, it, it's a great game. It didn't really have that wow factor for me. Uh, like, like some other games that I've played, like I, I, I'm like Debbie, I would, I would definitely reach towards Gloomhaven. Although, um, I, I'm hoping that, you know, as we progress from Gloomhaven into Frosthaven, that the kind of opens up a little bit of that, you know, maybe we can do something without just wanton bloodshed, um, everywhere. Who knows? Who knows? I kind of like the wanton bloodshed. No, it's good, but I, I just think that there's a lot of, that there's some, some, interesting possibilities by opening it up to not doing it that way like or having to do it you know in a pacifist manner so it's it's good you could finesse it right and i think that's interesting i agree with you uh at the end of the day it's good i I really want to give this like a seven it's a seven for me again it's good it's a good game like don't don't get me wrong it's a good game it does what it does very well but it's just there's no there's no like wow factor for me. I like and and I feel that if I wasn't already a Firefly fan, that I would get even less out of it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you like this, you can share it. If you like this half as much as I like Firefly, uh, you might like our other episodes. And you should give us give us around your friends. Well, that sounded weird. Share us. That sounds even weirder. After share what us I with said. your friends. Nice. Share we us have, with your friends. We have many episodes, and you can share it around, and that would be great. If you if you really like it, you can like give us reviews and stuff. But I mean, that's cool. You got you got stuff to do. I'm not worried. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. If you want to get a hold of us as a collective, you can find us through email at uh, collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com, or you can find us at CGS Podcast on Twitter, and uh, you can send us. Some of your uh, some of your questions, some of your comments, anything you want us to do, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You want to send me money? I don't know. Let me know, and maybe I'll do something about it. Uh, Justin, you got anything? Well, of course there. If you oh, want to get a hold of me, you can find me oh on Twitter God, at Don't Trust Justin. Why don't you go on there and tell me about your latest adventure? How about yourself, Debbie? But why? I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. But why? But why <laughs> John that Wayne? That was disturbing. Why do you sound like John Wayne? Who doesn't love John Wayne? I don't know. When I think about cowboys, it's usually the first thing that comes to my mind. Right. So I'm Debbie, and you can get me at at Mrs. Wynn on Instagram and Twitter. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N. And um, yeah, I got nothing snazzy to say. But if you want to get a hold of us as a group, you can get us on Twitter as well at CGS Podcast. We love to hear from you guys. Um, 
you know, let us know if there's something you think that we should try. We are still doing this whole thing from home. COVID has not yet, you know, released its grips on us. So we do have some opportunities to uh, try some other stuff out. So let us know if there's something that you think we should try. And uh, we will absolutely do what we can to do that. Uh, Adam, how about you? If you want to get a hold of me, guys, you can catch me um, on social media at For The Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For The Win, same spelling. Uh, I did take a week off out of the blue last week because Mrs. Wynn and I, uh, we rescued a another French bulldog. Um, he was kind of in a family that was going through a lot of stuff and couldn't really keep him any longer. He's a five-year-old. So check us, check him out on Mrs. Wynn's Instagram. Uh, his name is George and he's awesome. Uh, he's adjusting right now, but I took the week off so I could take care of him, which means that we are behind on playing um, some Resident Evil 8. So come and, uh, you know, I, I'm not scared. You're scared. So so there. So come hang out and be not scared with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, let us know if you want more voices. Let us know if you want more no, voices. No, please don't. Let, let Debbie know if you want more voices and she'll bring it up and we can do <laughs> Debbie specifically. Yes. Do more voices. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. Just a different we want one Debbie to do more voices. I can yes. see them coming in now. They're flooding. Flooding in. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know how I would treat myself at that moment. Start, start uh, with vocal exercises. Yeah, don't worry. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be good. Sure. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. So remember, kids, when the corn's coming in, you better be ready to harvest.